And we are back, folks. Riding the pine, lefty in the coach. Another week. Another interesting week in college football. Um, found out a lot about a lot of teams. And, hey, we already have our first coaching change of the year. And to everyone's surprise, it wasn't Billy Napier. Um, so we'll talk about all of that on the show tonight. But, uh, Al, I think we can get started. on the Oh, I mean, you know, I, I think I was going to say, I was going to say, I was lucky to have McNeese stay on the job just to at least hopefully give them. A- yeah, you know, I, I think again, I, I've kind of made my thoughts known on the Napier situation. I don't think he's he's going to be long for that job, but you know, we've seen crazier. Um, but we will start with Michigan State. Uh, I've seen a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about the situation, and I'm not going to delve into what happened with Mel Tucker with the allegations. I just want to talk about Michigan State and this job because I've seen a lot of people have a lot of different theories on their thoughts about everything. And, of course, the first name that was put up was Lane Kiff. And every Ole Miss fan I saw said, oh, they can't afford him. He'd never go there. They they don't have the money for that. Folks, let me let me tell you something about Michigan State's two biggest boosters. Um, their names are Matt Ishvia and Dan Gilbert. Now, to NBA fans like Al and I, uh, they we do know that Matt Ishvia is the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. Dan Gilbert's the longtime owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, first off, for you who think that they cannot afford him. Uh, yeah, they can with one check. Um, they literally, those two can cover your athletic department budget for decades with one check. But, I mean, now you get into the situation of would they come? No. I I don't see a coach from the SEC leaving the SEC to go to the Big Ten. Unless, yeah. There's a few names out there that I, I could see, but I really want to focus on three names. These are the three guys that I'm – Michigan State's AD, this is who I'm calling. Number one, Deion Sanders. I mean, I was thinking too. I mean, I mean, you cannot call him. Well, and, and you look at this, he's coming, he's going from the Big 12, which without Texas and Oklahoma, is going to not be the, the conference that it is with Texas and Oklahoma. And you can go to the Big 10. The Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, USC, UCLA. I mean, that, that that's pretty, pretty enticing right there. Um, now, a lot of people seem to believe that Dion's holding out for the AM job. Maybe it comes open. I don't know. But if it doesn't, I can see him going to Michigan State. Don't know that he will, but uh number two on my list is the offense coordinator. Four. Deion Sanders and Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis was at Kent State. He was on staff yeah. with Jay Fleck at Minnesota. I mean, I think that'd be an interesting name. Uh, you know, I, I would think that would be a name that would make a little bit of sense. That's going to be – yeah, that's the – I think about it. Seeing what Colorado does the rest of the year, that's the name I think that's going to get passed a lot right there, Rob. Just because, like you said, he has that head coaching – and he took, you know, if you think about it, he took a risk going from a head coaching job to, that, to being a coordinator 
think with what he's done with Colorado's offense the past weeks, his name is going to be – it's going to be up. He's going to – you know, he, his name is going to be in a lot of places for a lot of jobs. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I think you look at a name like a Sean Lewis and you just say, you know, is he the genius behind that? And we'll talk about – I want to talk about Colorado a little bit later in the show as well. We'll delve into that a little bit more. But that would be number two on the list. I think Sean Lewis. Um, number three is kind of a little bit two-parted um, because I think there's a there's a couple of coaches that could fit that mold of, of maybe who could take over there. One is Mark Stoops. He's at Kentucky now. Um, you know, I, I just – you just get the feeling that it's never never going to be, you know, his thing. You know, they're always going to be a basketball school at Kentucky. And Michigan State, we, we just talked about it. They can pay. So, would he want to make that jump and say, hey, I've kind of hit my ceiling at Kentucky. Let me go to Michigan State. Also a basketball school, so I know how to recruit to these types of schools. But – Michigan State's a little bit better nationally and historically than Kentucky. Uh, 3B on that list would be Lance Leipold. At, yeah. Um, at 3B be that Lance Leipold at um, Kansas right now. You know, he was at Wisconsin Whitewater. Then he was at Buffalo. So, he's used to recruiting those northern-type players. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, look what he's done at Kansas. Yeah, they are, they're, they're – not want to play right now with uh, Jalen. Was it, it Jalen Daniels? Yeah, Jalen Daniels. Yeah. I think you bring up uh, Mark Stoops. Do you think he would be willing to go? Do you think, like, do you think he'd be willing to leave, you know, the team that's more predominantly a basketball school? Do you think he'd be willing to go to another? Other basketball kind of big time basketball school coach. Well, I, I think that's I think it would be because I think if you're Dan, if you're Stoops, you know, okay, well, I know how to recruit to schools like this. I know how to recruit to schools yeah. that put basketball first, but with Michigan State, a little bit higher profile historically, nationally on the gridiron than on the hardwood. I, obviously, yeah. they've won national championships in basketball, but nothing to the national historical thing of Kentucky. And people forget Michigan State was in – were they in a playoff? They were in one of the yeah, playoffs, they were, what, right? the playoffs, what, eight? Well, okay, it was eight years ago. But, yeah, I mean, they've been in the playoffs. 2015 when they yeah. were in it? Yeah. Um, those would just be names without looking at anything. Those would probably be the names I'd bring up to start off. But Yeah. Uh, we'll pivot a little bit now to uh, our week two review. Um, well, that, that happened. Um, Texas may just be back or is Alabama down? I, I think, you know, what I saw Saturday night and, and I'll be honest, I didn't watch, I was not totally locked in on Texas, Alabama I was watching Mississippi state and Arizona, but the, the times I did see Texas and Alabama and the highlights of me since, I mean, Texas looks like a good team. And now, I do. I have questions on is this a thing where they just got – because, I mean, look, 
we saw them do this exact same thing last year where if Bryce Young doesn't go Superman in Austin, they beat, they beat Alabama then. But they struggled the rest of the year. Is this a thing where we're going to see a team that got high, high, high to play this game and now the rest of the season is just going to be a gradual down the roller coaster? I don't know the answer to that question. I think Quinn's leadership, I think he's going to be the team can kind of, you know, you know, let the, let him carry them throughout the someone that's going to show up, key team kind of win. So I, I was very impressed with him. And uh, I know you said he did against Rice, but I think we'd have to put over five of the Heisman race if their Heisman was this one, you know? Well, yeah, you know, not many quarterbacks have been to Alabama put up those types of numbers. I agree a hundred percent. But you know, Al, we're you know, we're talking even last week we talked about and you and you just brought it up talking about, you know, Quinn Ewers, Texas didn't really impress us against Rice, but they come out and look incredible against Alabama. And he he made two throws over the shoulder throws that I mean were just on a dime NFL throw. I mean, that's throwing to a spot where your receiver's got to go get the ball. That's not throwing to a receiver. And even that uh, RPO throw that looked easy from, like, you know, the angle that we saw it on the TV, when they showed it, he actually had to throw that ball right over a linebacker. Oh, yeah, when they went to the all-22 view. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. You know, and look, people don't understand. Those RP. look, everybody thinks, oh, the RPO is so easy because you're – there's a lot of reads that go into that that you just don't see. And yeah, think about it. you're actually holding the ball to hand it off, and then all of a sudden it's almost like being like a basketball player, like not even looking at the rim, and you got to find it and shoot it real quick. Just think, like your hands are in that running back's arms to give it to him, and all of a sudden you're pulling it out and having to throw the ball on a rope. You and, you're to, and you're having to make a split-second decision. I mean, it's not like – it's not like with the read option where you can hold it a little bit longer and run. No, you got to pull and throw. But um, very, very. And I like what I saw from Texas, Rob. I know yeah. the the big question right now on this segment is: Is Texas back? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. Um, I think when you go into Alabama and win a game in Tuscaloosa, and to be honest, from start to finish, they were the better team. At least on that given night, yeah. Um, um, so I'm thinking. Obviously, I know you and I. We both seem to agree on we like Kansas State. We like Kansas potentially as a sleeper. Um, even Texas Tech at the end of the season. I know they're zero and two, but they got some players. I think they can turn their season around. But I think Texas has the the quarterback. They have the defense. And I think they had the schedule that really kind of sets them up this year to have, you know, a successful year and maybe even an undefeated season. Yeah, and, and that's what a lot of people are talking about. You know, can Texas kind of really just ride this wave, you know, through to the college football playoffs? I'm not there yet. I, I don't – I'm yeah. not at that point yet. There's still a lot of hurdles they got to get through. Um, But – the big game I'm looking at is at TCU November 11th. 
That's going to yeah, be, you know. I, I just don't know what – I don't know what – and then at Texas Tech um, that on Thanksgiving night, like that's going to be a tough game. Um, there's just some – and obviously having to go to Dallas, play Oklahoma. Well, they're actually playing Tech at home this year. Oh, okay. They're playing at home. They're playing, okay. They're actually playing Friday, mm. um, that AC Friday night game. Is LSU – Texas A&M on Friday, or are they on um, – I think they moved – I think they're Saturday. Okay, they're back Saturday. Um, i tell you what, though, Rob, just look at their schedule. I know this really wasn't in the segment, but you know what game is not getting talked a lot about this week is this Texas-Wyoming game. So, a <laughs> funny story. I almost added that onto our pick section because, look, we watched this Wyoming team a few weeks ago. I mean – and everybody kind of thought Texas Tech is the second-best team in the Big 12, and they took everything Texas Tech could throw at them. They're just like, all right, well, we're going to go play now, and we'll just see how things go. And look, Texas is in for a letdown. We know that. They can't possibly stay this high. And so you just don't know. I mean, I'm not saying Texas is going to lose, but – yeah, but I it's think it's going to be an interesting game. I think it could be interesting for a couple of quarters, definitely. Um, and obviously, the tough thing about football, which I'm not – when I say this, I'm not wishing this on anyone, obviously, but I'm just saying injuries play such a big – I'm just saying, like, if a Quinn Ewers – think about how that hit was he took last year on that collarbone. Just think about the freak play that he took to get that injury. I'm just saying football, unfortunately, it's amazing just – Sometimes these, you know, just freak accidents happen where you do get injured. Obviously, I'm not wishing that on anyone, obviously, but just that can be a, that can be a game changer. Well, um, so not to, be, not to be a home, not to be a homer right now, Rob, but just think about I know obviously, you know, our our audience and you know I grew up an Ole Miss fan and still do support them, but just think about the Laquan Treadwell injury that one year. I'm just saying that changed the mindset of that team going forward and in that Auburn game. Mm-hmm. You know, your best Absolutely. player your player get caught it off the field. So I mean, look at you look at it Monday night. Aaron Rodgers goes down three plays into the I mean, the New York Jets were thinking Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And now it's like, all right, well, maybe we can win seven, maybe we can win eight. Like, I mean, again, it's all luck, but yeah, I'll close with this, and we're going to move on to the second part of this segment. I want to go over Texas's month of November. I think this is going to tell us everything we need to go about Texas. I'm looking they at start it right with Kansas State, who I told you I think is the second best team in the in the Big Twelve. At TCU, at Iowa State, which is just a trap game of all trap games, and then Texas Tech at home. I mean, that's a tough November. That's a tough oh, Definitely playing Iowa State late in the season like that when you're a little banged up. Well, and you know, you know how it's going to be 15 degrees in Iowa. It's going to be a night game. Like, it's just going to be nasty. And yeah. and you know that they, with the Matt Campbell team, they, they want to play physical. They kind of want to play like an SEC school, you know, even though they, they might not have the horses to do it, but they kind of want to play that brand and that style Correct. of football. Correct. But, but um, you know, moving on just a little bit with Texas beating Alabama and the SEC just I, 
and not looking right. I mean, Mississippi State struggles with Arizona. Yeah, Ole Miss I think Arizona's better than people think, though. I really do. I, I agree. I agree. But still, they shouldn't have been in that game. We should have blown them out. Um, Ole Miss struggling with Tulane. Auburn yep. struggling with Cal. I, it's led a lot of people this week to to kind of come with the state. Florida, Florida getting whooped by oh, the yeah. I mean, and South Carolina getting beaten by North Carolina. You know, yeah. is the SEC down? Um, I, I don't know if it's at that LSU. I hate to bring it up, LSU. Yeah. Florida State. You know, I I think it's a. I, I think that I think the SEC probably is a little bit now, but yeah. I think it's because of I think it's because there's a lot of inexperience at quarterback position in the league right now. Where you go to Alabama, it's Jalen Milrow. You go yeah. to Georgia, it's Carson Beck. You go to Tennessee, it's Joe Milton. You go to, you know, wherever it may be, and these premier teams are having to break in new quarterbacks. Um, but and look at what – look at his loss from last year too, you know? Yeah. Oh, like, look at what you're trying to replace. You're trying to replace – you're trying to replace a Bryce Young, Stetson Bennett, like – like replacing some some guys that have won a lot of games, and yeah. I think you know I know fall is a little bit different than basketball, but it's kind of that in better day, you play against a good football can beat you. So I still think these teams don't realize the the just the weekly gauntlet that it's you know. Well, and I think I think the transfer portal has has really brought parity. Because you look at a lot of these guys, they're coming from SEC clubs. I mean, yeah, you, you I know, agree. you talked about him the other day. You know, Bill Norton from Memphis, he plays at Georgia and then goes to Arizona. He's their starting nose tackle. I think he had six or seven tackles yep. the other night. Yep. But, you know, or you look at a – you go to Texas with A.D. Mitchell, Georgia yep. guy. You know, yeah. you look at you look at these SEC programs and how in Alabama and Georgia they're hemorrhaging talent right now. And yeah. I thought the, the best thing I've heard this week was Ohio State right now. Yeah, the best thing I heard this yeah. week was this statement. Okay. It was from a beat writer. I think it was an A and M guy, and he said Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State are down. Because these players that were going to these schools, they're now going to AM and they're being underutilized. AM underutilizing the talent is is causing a drain right now. Yep. And the big thing is, and that's actually a good point. The big thing is the guys that Clemson and Alabama have like their junior and senior years in the program are now. I'll transfer the freshman or sophomore year. Correct. Because there's so no loose up, you know? You're, yeah. You're having to replace that constantly. Well, and there's no development anymore. There's just – there's constantly your, – you're having to roll your roster over, and if you just don't get studs that stay three years, I mean, your team is not going to be very senior-laden anymore. 
I think that's a good point you you said about there is not a lot more there there really isn't a lot of development right now. Your development is kind of just getting your guys ready for your style of play for that year. And those guys that you get you the guys you have and you get them ready for that one thirty to thirty five of them could be on the next. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I so think almost that's- trying to get. I'm just saying you it's amazing. You're just kind of you're almost just showing up and playing football these days, you know? Well, yeah, I don't think there I don't think and I think this hurts programs like Alabama the most because Alabama, you look at Nick Saban, he's talked about it, the culture, the program, the the process, you know, this is how we do things. That's not happening anymore. He's had I think it I think he's he's struggling with it like anybody because you know, go Go back to go back to Alabama in 2010, 20 or 2010 to 2019, 2020. You look at this. It was okay, AJ McCarron. Well, he sat behind Greg McElroy. Yeah. Or uh Blake Sims. Well, he sat behind um, you know, AJ McCarron. Well, Jacob Cook- Eddie Lacey. Eddie Lacey, prime yeah. example. Yeah, Trent Richardson sat behind Mark Ingram. Eddie Lacy set behind those two. Derrick Henry set behind TJ Yeldon. Like you can just go on and on and on. And so it, it's interesting. I mean, you, you can even go further with Calvin Ridley set behind Amari Cooper. I mean, you know, so and Amari you, Cooper set have, behind Julio Jones. If you have if you have transfer portal, then those guys probably leave. Yeah. You know, or they're forced to be on the field as freshmen before they're ready. Yeah, that's a good because um, what's the stud that we talked about from Georgia um, that that uh, Alabama has that's playing safety for him right now? I just went blank on his name. Um, um, he was the best player in Georgia from last year, and you actually remember ended up going to Alabama. He was the best player from the state of Georgia, like in high school. High school, yeah. I'm trying to remember his name. Um, let me see, because I know who you're talking about, and I can't think of it. Is, but, uh, it Caleb, is it Downs? Caleb Downs? Caleb Downs. That's him. He made. Remember, he made. Which obviously, they're tough reads, but he made a couple plays. To be honest, on that post, it looked like on that post they ran like a crossing route in front of him on that first touchdown that Quinn Ewers threw. Um, they threw like they had like a little cross, like a little 10 to 15 yard crossing route that he bit on and came up. And they had Worthy run the deep post, remember? And that's where they threw it up high. That's that was the one that Quinn Ewers threw to the moon and uh, uh, Xavier Worthy caught. So I'm just saying, yeah, you have a, fresh, a true freshman back there who's you know hadn't seen a lot of college football at that level. You know, it's just totally different ball game. It is, but, you know, I, I think back to the original point we are talking about, do I think right now the SEC is down? Yes, but I still think the top-heavy teams are okay. I still think Georgia – I still – Georgia's still my pick to win a national championship. I think if you put Georgia and Texas on the field right now, Georgia beats them. Yeah, I agree. Because Texas doesn't have anybody in guard Brock Bowers, just like no one else in the country does. I agree. And I think Alabama, I think, I think, you know, Jalen Milrow has gotten a lot of uh 
you know, bad comments and a lot of bad press this week. I see a lot of things just people kind of making fun of the kid. I think you're going to see a couple games of him this year where he goes absolutely berserk. Like, well, I have a feeling that he's going to go for like a 250, 300-yard throwing game and like a 200-yard rushing game. I think well, here's, he is here's the thing. that type of athlete, and I think he's underrated, and I think the more comfortable he gets being the starting quarterback, I'll see him grow a lot this year. Well, and here's the thing, do. is – I, this is the thing I didn't understand is why Bama was not giving him a bunch of a bunch of read options, a bunch of RPOs like early in the ball game, put making Texas make decisions so that when you get later in the ball game, they don't know yep. where the heck to go. And I think that's what you'll see if they're going to stick with Milrow. And I think I do think they will. I think you see a lot more. I think- I think you see a lot more RPO game, a lot of RPO based stuff here as we here as we go further into the season. It's like you said, you get a guy like, and I even go back go back to 2014 with Blake Sims. I mean, look, Blake Sims didn't look great the first three or four weeks, and then he he got better and better and better. And by the time they get to the SEC championship game, I mean, he's firing on all cylinders. So I, I think. You just got to give that kid a chance. Because, look, he made some throws. Whether you yeah. – I mean, he made some throws in that game that were on a dime. That, kid, that one touchdown he threw to cut it to uh, – would they cut it to – I think they took the lead. They take the lead? Yeah, on the Burton one right at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, that was a heck of a throw. But uh, – I. I think Saban fine. I know people are jumping on him, um, but I think say I think to be honest, I think Saban likes the challenge. You know, I think he likes the fact that even at Alabama, people are counting him out and counting his team out. And I think he really does know how to get his team mentally prepared for those games. I think that's one thing that makes Saban a lot better coach than a lot of other people. Is just I think his ability to coach. Um, really those players' minds and getting them bought into just kind of their job and what their job is to help their team be successful. Yeah, and I think, again, I I think Alabama's going to be fine in the long run. But we'll get off the SEC here and go to what's going on in Boulder, Colorado. And – I mean, it it happened again. Dion, although I did not think they were nearly as impressive this week, but again, they win. Um, Now they have game day coming for Colorado State. They're obvious they're going to win that one. So they'll be four, three and oh, headed into Oregon next week. And you were talking the Austin Zoo is going to be out in full force next weekend. But, um, you know, Hey, Rob, I got something for you real quick. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to change change it up a little bit, but I got something for you. Hold on. I, I can't even hear it. You hear some stand-up and get drunk? <laughs> Yeah, Dion is uh, – <laughs> I'll see my theme. 
Dion's back. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're talking about this Colorado team, and, and now's probably the time to talk about, um, you know, the job that I, I still believe Sean Lewis is doing. And, look, you saw some stuff. I think if you're a Colorado fan and you don't just have on the – the Dion primetime glasses right now. There's some stuff Nebraska did that that probably can give you cause for concern as you go through the season. I felt like Nebraska showed that if you get this Colorado team off tempo, it it it, it hurts them. It it, it slows them down and kinks them up. And I, I I don't obviously I don't think Colorado State has near the horses to do it. But Oregon, I think Oregon does. Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning is ready for that. Like, I, I think that they're going to have to do something different uh, here in a couple. That defensive background, right? Yeah, he was the D coordinator at Georgia for that. Yeah, first I, I can't remember if he was. Game. I can't remember if he was OC or uh, D, uh defense coordinator. Yeah, he was DC. Yeah, he was D. Yeah, defense coordinator. Who's their Who's their coordinator? Who's their defensive coordinator right now? At Georgia, I don't even know because it was. Uh, oh, it's um, is it Muschamp? I will it say it's Will Muschamp. Really? Well, no. It says it's uh, it says it's Glenn Schumann. Okay. But I think I think Muschamp's the de facto DC. Okay. But uh, what do you yeah, think about yeah. this? He's the he's the co Muschamp's the co defensive coordinator, aka okay. he calls plays. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think about Colorado? I know we'll keep talking about Colorado some, but I think ESPN's smart. You know, I know obviously time time difference, but, you know, putting this game on last, you know, having them at the 9 p.m. slot when, everybody, when every other game is done, I think that's just going to – instead of seeing them early, you know what I'm saying, they put them on at 11. Everybody's wanting to watch them because everybody's waiting, you know, waiting for the big games later. And, well, and you know, now ESPN is going to be able to move putting them on at the uh, last. Well, last, and it helps ESPN also because Tennessee, Florida, is comes on before, so they, you know, you're going to get some of the crowd of that that's going to watch Dion as well. And you know, ESPN obviously, I think ESPN literally has moved their entire operation to Boulder for this weekend. Like, I think First Take's going to be there. McAfee obviously will be there. Yeah. Game day there, you know, they got the 9 p.m. game on ESPN. Like, say what you want. Dion's figured something this out. This is the first time. Yeah, Rob, I want to say since I was even a young kid, this third week of the year was always Tennessee, Florida on CBS. You know, this was always kind of the big first CBS weekend mm-hmm. for, for the SEC was always this Tennessee, Florida it's weird to see that it's Georgia. I think it's just the national championship effect for Georgia to see uh, Tennessee, Florida on that uh, two thirty game. Yeah, I just it's very weird to see. Uh, it, and honestly, I thought the same thing when I looked at the schedule. That I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever seen a week where Georgia, Tennessee, or Florida, Tennessee was not the two thirty game on CBS. I don't think I can remember a year. With being the last year that the SEC is that 2-30 game. You know, I figured a lot of hitting that game and that rivalry 
over the years on us, you know? Yeah, I agree. It, it'll be interesting. Um, we'll, we'll obviously talk about that one here in the next segment. But, you know, just back to Colorado, you know, I mean, Dion in two weeks has gotten Colorado more press than they've gotten in literally almost 30 years. So, I mean, if you're a team, whether it be an A&M, whether it be a Florida, whether it be a Michigan State, I mean, if you go seven and five, eight and four, why would you not want to take a chance on Dion? I mean, we've seen what he can do. You know what he's bringing. He's doing this at Colorado. Imagine him at an SEC school yep. or a pow- or a Big Ten school. Like, it's scary to think about. Him at A&M terrifies me. And I thought Auburn would give a run for him. I really did. Was that ever a rumor? Yeah, it was rumored. I I think, you know, Jimmy Rain and Bobby Louder kind of had their guy. They both wanted Lane or Freeze, and so they didn't get one, so they got the other. Their guy, and then obviously that – what happened there? I guess Ole Miss just ended up offering a little more money. He kind of mm-hmm. them a little bit to get that salary up for him because he was definitely going to Auburn, I feel like. He won't say it, but I feel like he was. Oh, I think I think members, I think your non-homers in the Ole Miss media have even said as much that Lane was gone, and they had heard they had heard he was gone, and they just kind of thought they'll be looking for a new coach. But yeah, we could honestly we've talked about Dion every week, and we'll talk about him again every other week. So. What do you think about all this hype with the Colorado State coach? I have no idea what that guy's even thinking. I mean, uh, that just was dumb on so many different levels. I, mean, dumb, I just thought it was a dumb statement. Like, who cares? Who cares that Dion wears sunglasses when he talks to the press? Like, well, I mean, like, why does it matter? Like, why does why is that a thing? Um, but. Regardless, they're going to get killed, but we'll pick that game later. Um, kind of going to look at three games. Um, we'll start with a game I will be at in Starkville, Mississippi, 11 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. Yep. State and LSU, um, you know, as a state fan at least, this is always a game that's kind of a measure. It's, a, it's ESPN. It'll be okay, the okay. yeah. It'll come on right after game day. But you know, I I have my thoughts on last week. It was not good. There's no way around it. It just it wasn't good. Um. So, state. Yeah, I I was I was very unpleased with the offense. I was very unpleased with a lot of things. Um. I don't, you know, Mississippi State, you got Will Rogers, who is, you know, he's 200, 300 yards away from like second or third in the SEC all the time in passing, and you throw it 17 times. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you got a quarterback that can throw oh, it. Now. Kevin Barbet, who came from Appalachia State, 
Okay. And, and again, I don't think Kevin Barbe is a bad OC. I don't. I'm not sitting here saying that, but I, I just thought the game plan was was really really bad. Obviously, LSU um, has been weird this year. I, you know, they look great for or I say great. They don't really look great for a half against Florida State. And you're like, well, they're up three. Like they're the better team, and they come out and just get boat raced in the second half. And then they win 72 to 10. Of course, it was Grambling, but they scored on every touchdown. They scored on every drive and had a touchdown. So LSU's a weird one to figure out right now. Um, you know, coaching advantage, you look at coaching advantage is LSU. Talent advantage is LSU. State has the home crowd. Do you think but, do you think LSU has that much more talent than state right now? I do. Just now, I yeah. now how do you mesh that talent? Up. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, you look at the stars on their team from a profile standpoint, they got more. Yeah. Now they've been I wouldn't count state out. And I'm not. I, they're you know, if we figure our stuff out offensively, you know, and decide, hey, we may need to test the worst LSU secondary in my lifetime, then we may have a chance. However, I have not seen us do that right. to this point this year, so I'm not very confident in that. But we'll see, you know, maybe LSU goes back to misusing Harold Perkins again and tries to make him a linebacker. Um, if they do that, we got a shot. Um, but it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, uh, We'll pick it a little bit later in the show. Um, and Caesars has a nine-and-a-half favorite for LSU. Yeah, and I which, think that's – Probably about right. I, I would probably yeah. say six and a half, seven. I would have said nine in the neutral field. But, you know, again, they got to entice people to bet. So, I agree. Um, second game. I might take state. If we were, if I was a betting man, I might take state on that at, uh, to take that spread. I still haven't decided what my pick's going to be, honestly. I said today, I said one today, but I, I'm, I'm kind of almost going back on it now. But, the second game on our list, um, Al, I have a lot of thoughts about this Tennessee team. Florida, Tennessee. I don't think they're that good. I just don't. Austin P played them for three quarters. I I think Tennessee fans are are trying to convince themselves that Joe Milton is Hendon Hooker and he's not. I mean, that's great he can throw it 150 yards. Football field's only 100. He doesn't need to throw it 150. He's not very accurate, and that's going to hurt you. And look, Florida's offense, they throw up on themselves all the time. But defensively, Florida's a good football team. Yeah, they got athletes. I mean, Florida athletes. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not high on either team. And uh, I just think it's really pretty to watch. You know, it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to, you know, there's going to break out plays. I think it wins the game, but I think it's going to be a second half game to, you know, decided in the second half. I really do. Yeah. And I think it's going to be an ugly oh. game. To watch. I don't think it's, I mean, I think it's going to be kind of this oh, ugly. It, it's going to be know, an ugly game. There's okay. absolutely no doubt there. It's going to be a very ugly game. The only people, the reason people are going to be watching is because Dion comes on next. Hey, Rob, I know 
Oh, I'm, sub- I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Don't worry. Watching some Thursday night football. I'm a Memphis fan located here in Memphis. But uh, yeah, what well, Memphis got nine seconds. Got a first down. Um, yeah, I know they, and they stopped the clock to measure. A horrible spot. Well, Navy doesn't have any timeouts, and they stopped the clock to measure. <laughs> a whole spot. Did you oh, see? He's, he's what? See that? He's like two yards short. Sorry, folks. We had to take a, a small break to watch a uh, to watch Memphis uh, pull off a, a real just show stopping win tonight. Yeah, in front of tens at the Liberty Bowl tonight. Really a capacity crowd there tonight. It had to, I mean, at least twenty five hundred there. Hey, this is a big time game right here. Oh yeah, Memphis goes to three and zero in the year. Memphis Navy. Nothing like some Thursday night football. SEC push. This is a this is off topic, but can the SEC pre please bring back Thursday night football? Like that was at least something interesting to watch on a Thursday night. Like now, I can't remember the last time I saw an SEC team play on Thursday. We're Florida this year. Well, like a comp. I mean, there used to be like conference games on Thursday night. Remember Cam Newton? Remember that Thursday night Cam Newton game when y'all played them? That was a heck of a game. Do you remember the weird Thursday night Ole Miss Vandy game to start the year? <laughs> that was an awesome game, to be honest. Yeah, that was when uh, the the Vandy receiver catches like a fourth and fourteen pass over the middle. Throws up through his face mask, and then two plays later catches one down the sideline. That was Jordan Matthews. Yeah, Jordan Matthews. That's who it was. God, that was good. Good times. SEC conference games on Thursdays. But we do need that back. You're right. I agree. Um, last game that we're going to talk about, kind of a little in-depth preview, is Mizzou, Kansas State. Um. This is an interesting game. I, this is going to be – I think it's a lot bigger of a game for Mizzou than it is for Kansas State. Because I don't think – I think Kansas State can win eight, eight nine games without this one. I don't know that Missouri can get to six without, or seven without this. I think this is a huge game for the legacy and future of Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. And – Unfortunately, they're playing. Almost get beat by a. I think they're they're both two. Are they they playing Missouri? Who Kansas State? In the game at Mizzou, I thought it was at K State. Is it at Mizzou? Remember they played. Remember it rained a lot last year when they played them, and K State whooped them. Okay, I thought the game – okay, well, that may change my pick. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's at Mizzou. Oh, that'll be, that'll be a weird game. At, at the, reason I remember that, uh, the reason I remember that was that was the game where the backup quarterback for K-State took over. Okay, uh, Skylar Howard, isn't that it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I remember it was pouring down rain. It was pouring down rain, and uh, – K-State, I think, was coming off the loss to Southern Miss. 
Is that right? Okay. That's interesting. I don't remember them losing to Southern Miss. Did they? Did they lose to Southern Miss last year? I don't think so. Hold on. Let me look. Tell you, you can't ever just look at teams' games. I, I just – I don't – I just want their schedule from last year. Um. So, last year they were coming – uh no, they had but but the next week they got beat by Tulane. Maybe that was it. That's right. That's sorry. That's who sorry. Southern Miss beat Tulane, who beat Kansas State. Yeah, that was it. Okay. That's, that's what I got confused on. Am I right on that? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because Tulane lost to Southern, right? Last yeah. Year. It's weird. Okay, that's game, right. Yes. That's that's you're right. I was uh that's right. I got them confused because I knew there was kind of that trio right there where all those teams kind of had beaten each other. Revenge, revenge game uh, Saturday for Tulane as they go to the Rock in Hattiesburg. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I I think Kansas State's the better team. Obviously, the 15th-ranked team in the country coming in. But they win. Well, Missouri's a weird place to play that. It's a weird place to play. You know, it's, it's the stadium's weird. It's small they don't feel like an sec school look at georgia last year yeah georgia georgia was terrible for three and a half quarters barely won i think that was the closest game they had all year outside of ohio state was it was and they really kind of had that game really right there um i remember stetson bennett went on a crazy drive and uh what's 84's name that's so good for them rob the wide out. Oh, McConkey. Yeah, McConkey. Add McConkey. He had the touchdown to kind of help them solidify that win. But um, as we let's move on here, um, we're going to now go to our week four picks. And again, our celebrity guest picker is back this week. She has some real barn burner picks. Rob, I didn't do well last week. I don't think. Um, I I think we I think we were a little bit over five hundred. NC Who, State. Who did we lose last week? Uh, so we lost NC. Let me hold on. Let me go back because I've got to go back here to see. I know I lost we the Texas Alabama game. Yeah, we all all three of us lost that one. Um, let's see here. So, oh, I don't have my picks. Hold on. I can search them in my messages, but okay. Here we go. Okay, so we lost because I think you picked NC State, didn't you? I picked Notre Dame. Okay, so you were one and zero there. We both picked Nebraska. Did you pick Utah or Baylor? Colorado. Yeah, or my but yeah, both picked Colorado. I'm sorry. Were you you picked Utah, didn't you? Uh, Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. over Baylor. You picked Ole Miss. Uh, you picked Miami. Picked good pick. Good pick there. Picking Miami. Go to six and zero. Oh. That's the one. Um, six yeah, and one because we that's all. That's the one. We, for did you pick Oregon or Texas Tech? I picked Oregon. Okay. Did you pick Iowa or Iowa State? That's the one I lost. I picked Iowa State. Okay, so no. Well, you went eight and two. So a good week yeah, for you last think, week, eight and two. That's not a I bad went, one. I think I went six and four, and I think Isabel went seven and three, maybe. Um, or I may have upset. 
you almost but, the other, but you almost had a few of them. Oh yeah. But we'll move you on. A and for Miami, Rob. I picked Miami. I thought I I really thought it'd be Miami. They put it on them, didn't they? Dude, A and M's got so many problems. But that's gonna be a whole podcast in itself talking about that. That might be day. a week. That might be a week in itself. <laughs> how do you day. come up? How do you come up with eighty million dollars? <laughs> but you get uh, one donor to write a check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get one of those Saudi princes that to just write sell your plane, just sell your plane and buy a new coach. Exactly. And you can buy you can buy a new plane too, probably be a write off. Um, so first first game of the week, um, Mississippi State LSU. I got LSU. 20, I got LSU 27-13. I hate to do it to you, Rob, but in my heart, in that oh yeah, in my heart, game, I want to pick state. Really but um, I gotta go LSU. Keep my record up there. I'm picking LSU. Okay. Uh Isabel, her reasoning, I will be in attendance, so I will say MSU woof woof. <laughs> now we got uh, Virginia, Maryland, little Friday night action. Um, I got the Terps in this one. I got a big 41-24. I got I got Maryland. Virginia is right. not good at all. No. Uh, Isabel uh, also going Maryland. I guess the Turtles. She's saying low scoring games, so a little bit of a little bit of a um, a controversy there. The Terps are wearing those black helmets. You see them? Oh yeah, nice pretty helmet. good. I like, I like them. Uh, Kansas State, Mizzou. Um, I got Kansas State. Oh, Kansas State too. Uh, Isabel, she is going Mizzou here. A little cat on cat action. I see. She's going Mizzou by seven. Now what could be an absolute route, uh, but I'm sure Shane Beamer will have some corny phrase and excuse for why they get beat by 30. Um, South Carolina, Georgia. I got Georgia. I got them big. I think Georgia – I think Georgia, Rob, dominates them. Oh, I do too. Uh, Isabel also going Georgia. Her reasoning, this may be game of the week, I will say. The Cox will come out strong, but will they finish? Georgia will smoke them at the end of the day. Wolf Wolf round two. <laughs> so um, now Minnesota, North Carolina. This is an interesting game. Um, Minnesota undefeated? Yeah, Minnesota's undefeated. Obviously, shouldn't be because Nebraska should have beat them, but Nebraska should have beaten them. Um, I, I've I'm got North Carolina. I am too. I'm going to go North Carolina. I'm gonna go North Carolina close. I think it's I think it's 31 20. Um, go yeah, I, I can't go. App State just gives everybody problems. Like, do not schedule them. Yeah, Why and then everybody was like, them? oh, it's gonna be a lower scoring game this year. And it's like, okay, it wasn't in the 60s, but it was in the 40s again. It's like something about App State's offense. I don't know. But um, Isabel also going North Carolina here. Her reasoning, although I got to give props to Minnesota because my uncle taught there. Now he lives in Mexico living the dream. So she's going North Carolina. That'd be funny. Uh, Tennessee, Florida. I'm going to go Florida. I think Florida, I think Florida pulls the upset. I'm, We're going to Gator Shop here. I'm, I was going to say, that's my upset this week. I'm going yeah, that's Florida. My upset. I, 
I think Joe Milton looks like Joe Milton has looked way too many times in the past. Tennessee fans are going to riot and want Nico Iamaya Labor, however you say his name. Um, I think they're going to want him in a couple of weeks. But I got Florida. I think Billy Napier saves his job for one week. And Isabel, uh, she's picking Florida as well. In the swamp, Gators for sure. Wonder if Tennessee fans will throw mustard again. I forgot that game is in Florida. Yeah, it's at the swamp. Ooh, that's going to – I think Florida does definitely win that game. I think they do, too. Um, next game on the list, BYU-Arkansas. I'm going the Hogs. I got the Hogs. I don't have them big, but I do have um, the Hogs. Uh, Isabel also going the Hogs. LOL, why is this on the list? Hogs by 40. <laughs> so, Pitt, West Virginia, the backyard brawl. I'm going Pitt. Uh, I'm going to go Pitt as well. I think I got Pitt here. Um, Isabel. What's their coach's name? Steve Adaz? No, is it? What's uh, No, name? Pat Narduzzi. Pat Mor- Narduzzi. Uh, I think Isabel, he's a good coach. Isabel's going to go West Virginia here. Um, her reasoning, who made this list? Rob, question mark. West Virginia, I guess. See, that game is actually in uh, Morgantown this year. Yeah, it is. Uh, TCU Houston. I got TCU. I have oh, no faith in Houston. Yeah, Isabel as well. TCU by twenty. Houston doesn't have a chance. And then, it, it, sorry, did Rice end up winning that game against Houston? Oh yeah, Houston got beat by food. You can't get beat by food. <laughs> um, last game on this, Colorado, Colorado State. Um, I got Colorado. I got Colorado big. I think it's a. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. In uh in Boulder, Colorado State lost to Washington State fifty six to twenty. Colorado is going to beat them by, I think forty forty five. I do too. I think it's I think Colorado scores in the sixties. Um, Isabel also picking Colorado. She picked Dion last week, so let's go him again. I'm just gonna pick Dion until they lose. I agree. I mean, why not? Absolutely. Well, Al, our time's winding down tonight. Um, we're I was gonna do a top ten through two weeks, but honestly, that's too many teams to rank. Um, and I haven't seen enough out of half these teams anyways. So we're just gonna do a top four. I like it. Like a playoff, like if it was the yeah, playoff. Who's in your playoff and who's yeah. maybe your first team out? So I like that. I'll go first. And then um, maybe who's your champ? Who's your champ for the who's season? Who's my champ through two weeks? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if I had to go right now, um, obviously my my number one team is still Georgia. Somebody has to, somebody has to knock them off. Nobody's done it yet. I still go Georgia. Yeah. Um, number two, I I, I go Michigan because I I I got I got to see more. I think Michigan's a really really good team. I go Michigan number two. I go Texas number three. I go USC four. My to- my two teams out right now, Ohio State at five. And then I, I still think they're good. I go Alabama six. No, my bad. Hold on. My bad. Back up. Back up. Back up. I messed that up. Florida State's my five team. Ohio State's my six team. I think Florida State's just on the outside right now. But, I mean, again, I think Georgia. 
still right now Georgia would be my national champion. I don't think anybody can beat him. Yeah. Am I picking for my top six? Yeah, who's your top six and then who's your champion? I'm gonna go Georgia one. Okay. Georgia one, Michigan two. I gotta go just three because they have the best win of any team this year. So don't you think? Yeah, Texas at three. Texas at I'm gonna go USC four. I'm gonna go Florida State at five. Okay. And I'm going to and I'm going to Ohio State at six. It's like Okay. All right. I gotta put them there. Okay, so basically we got have, we have there, the same man. exact one. Okay. I champ, and you know who my this year? Who's your champ? champ? I'm going with Michigan. Okay. I'm good. going with Michigan. The Wolverines. Pray for four. You know, he's not dead or anything. I just think I just think I just think third time's a charm. I think Michigan gets I think Michigan's gonna get some payback somehow in Georgia this year. Well, that's interesting. Um we will see. How all this turns out, Al, it was a great time again tonight. We will see everybody again next week. We'll review everything, and we'll see if any team fired their coach because, hey, we're one, we're one for two in two weeks. That's right. See you all next week. Some football on Saturday. Absolutely. Have a great Looking week. Looking forward to it. Watch football.